0: Ladies and gentlemen, how do?
1: You are listening to the Synapse Films Podcast, a journey into the world of Synapse Films. So buckle up and enjoy the ride.
2: (laughs) Susie Banyan decided to perfect her ballet studies in the most famous school of dance in Europe. Just crazy about this
1: i you. you thought was Don't
3: <laughs> <take> my <laughs> Welcome to the Synapse Films Podcast. I am Timo Sabin. Some folks in the horror community know me as Timo. I will be your host on this journey into all things Synapse films. Greetings, friends, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Synapse Films podcast. This is our 2022 year-end recap, so we're going to talk with Synapse Films co-owner, Mr. Jerry Chandler, and talk to him about how the year went at Synapse Films. We're going to check in with Noah Chandler and talk to her about what was certainly a successful year for the merchandise, and then we welcome back our returning guest, Synapse Films team member Ryan Rockin Rolson himself, Ryan Olson Ryan and I discussed the recent 4K release of Tenebrae So let's dive in right now with Synapse Films co-owner Mr. Jerry Chandler Hello Jerry Hi Tim, what's happening? Uh, What's happening is The year is ending, my friend 2022 is ending We are at our year-end show Gonna look back a little bit at 2022 First of all, I'd like to extend to you and your family Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah And a happy new year uh, To you and to all of the uh, listeners out there Thank you, thank you Same to you, Merry Christmas Well, thank you very much And um, let's see here 2022, Jerry How was it? Great, it was another good year. I mean, uh, you know,
2: uh, we did a bunch of special editions and alternate cover things, and and people uh, really, really liked it. The collectors, uh, they resonated
3: with the collectors. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I have no complaints. What was the most popular release of 2022?
2: You know, I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. Um, Was there one that surprised you? Yes. Yes. Actually, um, you know, we are distributed by MVD. So at the end of the year, which we're in now, they sent me a thing saying, hey, here's a list of the 25 titles that we sold for you this year that did the best. And uh, I'm not going to go into any kind of detail, but there was a surprise And that is one of our top 25 selling titles of the year for both Synapse and Impulse combined was 42nd Street Forever, The Peep Show Collection, Volume 33. Really? Yes. And Hmm. I have no idea why. What do you collectors there know that I don't know? (laughs) Please tell me. I'll go watch it again. Right. Uh, And then, of course, the other thing is... um, You know, we have four different versions of Suspiria, the DVD, the single-disc Blu-ray, the double-disc Blu-ray, and the 4K. Uh And Suspiria was four of our top 25 selling titles, which means all four versions were uh, selling very well. So people really love that movie and what we did with it, I should say.
3: Right, right. Well, and the thing is, too, that kind of harkens back. I believe it was the last episode, maybe the one before. I was asking about DVDs because we were talking about the creature from Black Lake DVD, and there you go. But if the DVD was one of the, the hot sellers, then that kind of goes against my question, where I was curious whether or not people still bought DVDs. Clearly, they are.
2: Oh yes, yeah. And I, you know what? And we we don't want to turn our backs on those people. That' why. That's why you'll see. We're still doing DVD versions of like *Creature from Black Lake* and uh, and other titles because uh, these people need representation. You know, they get they get upset. I remember back in the early days, you know, when Synapse first started, we did laserdiscs and tapes, VHS tapes, and eventually, eventually, we gave up on tapes. We only did about three or four tapes. We did *Triumph*. We did. Star Warped, there might have been a couple others, but we quickly gave up because there was, you know, that market, that mass market was dying. Right. But when we did, oof, did we get a lot of hate mail saying, why are you giving up on, you know, VHS? Blah, blah, blah. was the best format. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right. You know, people get sensitive. And people are the same way now with DVD. Some people, I should say,
1: mm-hmm. they
2: get, they don't want to get a Blu-ray player. But You know, I do tell them, mostly, you know, the old timers, because everybody else seems to be uh, more aware of what's out there. Mm -hmm. I said, look, for little more than you're paying for this one particular disc, you can get a Blu-ray player. I think you could get them for under 50 bucks now. And I said, just you plug it in where your DVD player was, and they'll play all your DVDs plus Blu-rays, you know? Time, it's time because there's things that won't be available on D V D. Not so much from us, but from other people. Right. Right. The time is moving forward. Sometimes
3: they listen. Most of the time, they don't. Right. right. They just want their damn DVD. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or yeah. or VHS back in the day. You know? Right. Stop. Stop trying to stop trying to brainwash me. Stop trying to play your Jedi tricks on me. Just give me the damn DVD. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and
2: they will literally say say stuff like that to you. <laughs> you
3: know, you don't want to take the time
2: out of the day to explain stuff to people. But I'm a pretty nice guy, so I do. And then sometimes they the response is that what I would hope for <laughs> <laughs> Right. Did you realize I just took 10, 15 minutes trying to explain. <laughs> I didn't have that time. Don't tell me, don't treat me like I'm trying to get you to buy a blu-ray player for me.
3: Right. Right. Anyways. Um, so I was uh, looking here, looking over the, uh, again, year end and kind of perusing through the website and happened to notice that uh, coming soon here, we have the phenomena standard edition 4k Mm -hmm. coming out and i was scrolling down my little finger and i was looking at those beautiful pins that uh that are in the merchandise that we're going to be talking to know about pretty soon and lo and behold that's a nice looking t-shirt there too got a frankenhooker t-shirt i like that a whole lot absolutely that was done for us by the atomic cotton Erica
2: designed the design and her husband picked the colors and it's just jaw-dropping it is such a beautiful t-shirt there's been a huge uh, call for it. People are asking people because we had a few prototypes we wore around over the summer. And people were whoa, where do I get one of those? They're up now, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, steal uh, Noah's thunder. Right, 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 right. He's coming up shortly, so we'll let her talk more about what's on the website but yeah isn't that a j- absolute jaw dropping yeah
3: yep atomic I mean, Cotton it, definitely knocked want- it out of the park I mean if you want to talk about something that pops they certainly sure, not that I have to tell them but they certainly know what they're doing because that's a great I know t-shirt. this is might sound self-serving but I honestly have to say that's
2: one of the greatest horror oriented t-shirts I've ever seen Yeah, it's amazing it's- so enough about that I was wondering uh, when you were looking, you noticed the phenomena, 4K. Did you notice the artwork for it? Yes, I did. That is very, very cool artwork. Where did that come yeah. from? That's a brand new artist for us. And uh, if you ever have Don on, I'll let him talk about that because uh, that was a person he found. Wow. Um, but yeah,
3: just amazing. And I do believe that gentleman will be doing more art for us. Great. Great. That's one of the coolest covers I've seen, actually. I did notice it a lot. And I you know, I mean, I, I, I like covers, but I, just give me the damn movie. Right. <laughs> you know, and the rest of it is sort of fluff, but but sometimes things really not that's my personal opinion, but sometimes things admittedly do really jump out, and that did to me. So it's very, very, very beautiful cover. Yeah. Um so so I'm looking at the website and I'm looking at I'm looking at the t shirt, which is beautiful and the pins and everything, and Jerry, I just thought it is it is year end. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something that I know that you love to do. Now, would you please, would you please not tell us anything that we want to know, but tease the hell out of all of us about what a great year 2023 is going to be?
2: Oh, yeah. I'll be happy to do that. You know, the people at MVD sent us an email saying, hey guys. What's coming out for 2023? What can I, uh, we can we look forward to? So I said, look, uh, I gotta let Don a- answer the synapse part, but here's the impulse part, and I talked about we got a ton more peeps coming and some movies and stuff like that. Which again, you know, I guess they're hoping for another uh, volume 33. They were pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And then Don sent them a list, which he didn't send to me for some reason. I don't know, but I saw their reaction to it, and they're very excited. So how's that for a tease? <laughs>
3: don doesn't send it to to you because he knows you're going to be talking to me soon and i i have hypnotic ways about me jerry (laughs) that's very very possible (laughs) right but
2: you know what you know what at the end of the day it's really his uh uh reveal you know i wouldn't feel right you know Talking about that, I mean, he works so hard. All I do is license the, the titles. He's the one who's really slaving away on
3: each and every one of them. Um, but you're a so. movie fan too, and you know, and you know it's going to excite people. So, if you think yeah. it's going to be if you th- if you have a general sense it's going to be exciting, that sounds good. That sounds yeah, good for the. Let's we'll, just put it this way: it's probably not going to be a quiet year. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> very good. No. So, And. Uh, I assume now that especially as we are hopefully coming more and more out of pandemic years and things like that, that uh, there's still going to be a full slate of conventions that are going to be coming up in the next in the next season as well? Yes. You know, it's funny that you say that. You know, I don't agree
2: that we're coming out of the pandemic thing. I think it's just changing. And I think and if you listen to the, the what they're saying on the news, things are getting real bad again. But our business really grew. I mean, people were cooped up in their homes. They wanted discs and collector's editions and stuff like that, I guess. So, you know, and plus with our new distributor, you know, things, it was a good year for us. Um, You know, so anyways, uh, conventions. Yes, uh, it's funny because I told Don after last year, you know, I got my one, I have five COVID shots. I got my one actual COVID in Lo- at the London, Ontario show shock stock. Thanks guys. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we're going back again, Uh huh. but, uh, especially me because, uh, you know, his guests this summer, he's going to have Christie Canyon Uh huh. and, uh, Ginger Lynn. Oh, okay. For the impulse, you know, they're really not on a lot of impulse titles because, uh, they came into the business towards the very, very end of the loop era. You know, uh, Ginger was in a couple of loops as far as I know. She's on a few of our discs. I don't know that Christy Canyon was in any loops. But still, it's always nice. They were big 80s stars, very, very big. And uh, they're nice people from what I hear. So I'd like to say hello. And uh, that'll be cool. But I have my list here. My uh, My daughter gave me this list. And she goes, Dad, do you know that you said you wanted to do less shows, but between February and April, we got five shows. Oh, wow. I go, what? So she goes, yeah, we got Michigan Oddities and Horror Fest in Monroe, Michigan, on February 4th and 5th, which we've never done before. And the guy seemed thrilled to have us. So that's going to be cool. We got Astronomicon 6 in Livonia, Michigan on March 3rd, fourth and fifth and Astronomicon is always a lot of fun. It's more of a multi media convention than a horror film convention. There's some horror film people. Um, I usually see the vinegar syndrome people there. They usually right across from me, but there's a lot of wrestlers and bands and all kinds of stuff. So it's a lot of fun for everybody. It's a whole family type show.
3: Yeah. We were there with you last year and had a good time Mm -hmm. and a, I'm hoping you'll be here with us again. Yeah, we we're planning on at least coming up there once this year.
2: Well, you might have to make it two or three times. <laughs> we'll uh, work get on Angie, it. Get Angie on the horn here. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> we'll anyway, so after that is March 24th, 25th, and 26th, Horror Hound in, in Cincinnati again. Mm-hmm. Cinema Wasteland on March 31st to the April 2nd. And then on April 14th to 16th, there's a new show in Detroit. Motor City Legacy, this is going to be their second one, and from everybody who went to the first one, they said, this is a real horror con. The guy knows what he's doing, and it's going to be a great show. But everybody who talked about Motor City Legacy had nothing but great things to say. It's going to be on April 14th, 15th, and 16th at the Sheraton uh, Detroit Metro Airport in Romulus, Michigan. So if you want to fly in, it's right near the airport. And if not, it's right near the airport. But it's going to be a big show, and we're going to sponsor that show. And uh, we should be right out in front. So if you want to come say hi to the Synapse guys, we'll see you either in Monroe, in uh, Livonia, or in uh, Romulus, February, March, and April. You'll have three shots to uh, meet us if uh, you're interested. After that it's the Ohio shows and then we're on for the summer wherever we're going. I know we're going to Canada or
3: who knows. Right. Well then you have your road warrior Sean that helps you up in Canada especially too, right? Well, Sean is going to be helping
2: us down here uh so he said, you know, he mm-hmm. wants to, he really he he still got that uh show in his blood. It's still, you know, pounding through his veins. So mm-hmm. I told him it, it'll it'll Ease up as he gets a little older, but he doesn't believe me, and it hasn't eased up yet. So <laughs> he, if he wants
3: to go. He's going. He's missed his calling as a carnival barker. I'm telling you, right? He right. could have could have been independently wealthy just doing that uh, doing that alone. He's really he's
2: really good at what he does, and he's an all encompassing kind of guy. You know, he looks over the whole thing, and uh, you know, he thinks about everything. So, yeah, he's a good guy to have, and he's fun to talk to. So, right, right. If anybody out there wants to meet people like Jen and Ryan and Sean, and Dave, and, you know, Tim and Angie,
3: yeah. you know, you come see us at the shows. That's right. That's right. I know we'll be at some of them. Not exactly sure what, but I know uh, we're always looming around Horror Hound, too. And and, uh, and uh, at least one of those Detroit shows are missing, or I should say Michigan shows, we're going to be up at, too. So. So yeah, it's going to be well. Now you have added a few shows, like Noah said, but they I yeah, they look like they're a little bit less travel intensive for you. So that could probably help a lot, I would think.
2: It will, as long as you know I got helpers to help me carry stuff and everything. You know, right. uh, Don and I, uh, two thousand twenty two was the year of surgery, and Don and I were both uh, chopped up a little bit. <laughs> right. So. Right. If, uh, it makes the slapping a little a little bit more <laughs> difficult than it used to be. So
3: Right. Well, seeing all the people and all the fans, I'm sure kind of makes up for some of the aches and pains that it causes. And I think you got some some good helpers and uh even, even I even I've been known to help every now and then. So uh Hey, so, we yeah. have
2: the best fans and we have the best helpers and that's all there is to it. So
3: it's going to be exciting 2023, Jerry. Not only that, but we are going to continue with episodes of the podcast. We're going to keep talking about uh, news notes. We're going to keep talking about some of the releases that are coming out. I'm excited because I don't even know what the hell that we're going to be talking about because I am in the dark, as we say, uh, about what's coming out. So I like to be surprised myself. But, uh, Jerry, I am a subscriber to the newsletter, so I'm not worried. I'll know when stuff's coming out. We got to get Don back on the show. Yeah, we do, you know, but I kind of feel like not having Don on has been a a, almost a a sneaky gift to the fans. Because every minute he's talking to us, he's not getting something else done that's in the back of his mind, I'm sure. That's true. So, But uh, we love Don, and uh, he's been doing great work. I can tell you right now that, like I said, Rock and Rolston and myself are going to be talking about Tenebrae. I never even put the disc in. Until this past week when I was going to watch it to refresh my memory uh, for the conversation I'm going to have with Ryan. And uh, I was once again blown away with why how, how the quality of it just looks, looks great. And not only that, I forgot how good of a movie it is. I haven't <laughs> seen, I, that's yeah. one I, I've seen it probably, oh, I don't know, half a dozen times. We're talking over a 30-year period probably. Right. You know, so, it, and, you know, Suspiria sticks with you a little bit more. There's more colorful moments and stuff, but I always forget what a great movie that is. And it truly is. So, excellent, excellent release. Again, I'm looking for, forward to more releases in 2023. And I'm going to leave it there because otherwise, I'm going to start being hypnotic on you and I'm going to start prying information out of you. All right. (laughs) So well, we're going to talk to Noah a little bit about how her year went and the merchandise coming up next, Jerry. But uh, it's going to be another winter of episodes, releases, and chatting about Synapse Films. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to 2023 with you guys. Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year, everybody, and happy holidays. Once again, thank you, Jerry, as always. And now, let's check in with Noah Chandler. Hi, Noah. Hi. We are doing a end-of-year little discussion. I just talked to your dad a little bit ago, Jerry. We are talking about how the year went for Synapse Films and everything. And now, I'm talking to you, Noah, about... Now, this was kind of a big year for you at, at Synapse because... Your responsibilities grew exponentially, did they not? And you are in charge officially of the merchandise. And so how was this year?
1: Uh, This year we did pretty good with the addition of the pins and the new shirts and the books and the, the hats.
3: So basically you've added... A bunch of new of new merch again. Why I think I think personally this last year was a big year for the merch because just visibly, plus doing this podcast all year with you guys, I've seen it explode. I mean, it went from you had like a little corner on a table at a convention to it's like get out of my way, you know. Like I got like shirts, like whole <laughs> tables full of shirts and merchandise and stuff. What's been most popular at the conventions?
1: Most popular at the conventions has been our newest shirt, the Frankenhooker T-shirt. It's very, it's got really bold colors like bright pink and bright purple, and it's very eye drawing, draws your eye. Very uh loud T-shirt, but people really like it. I feel like it's a statement piece, a conversation piece, if you will.
3: How about how about the pins?
1: Uh, The pins are doing actually really well on the website. They do really well at shows as well. So it's Demons, Street Trash, Frankenhucker, Tombs of the Blind Dead, Suspiria 1, Suspiria 2, Tenebrae, The Butcher Pin.
3: So if you go to the website, if you go on the homepage, you will see more of a sampling then of the pins. Uh, Because if you go and click on the shop tab and then hit the merch tab on the left, then you will see a full uh, display of the pins and the rest of the merch, including the t-shirts and the hoodies, the the thermal property hats that we love to talk about. So go and look on the website for all the stuff. You will be sending this stuff out. Of course, you don't have to go to a convention. Of course, they're on the website and them out this winter while we're waiting to get back to conventions together again. Now, uh, should people be coming back and looking to see if things will be added this winter to the website, new designs or pins on anything?
1: Yes, we are working on some new designs coming up here this winter into the new year. Definitely keep your eyes out because we're only releasing them one at a time this time. So, uh, keep your eyes out and keep listening to the podcast, and we'll for sure say something when the next drop is.
3: So, if people have questions about the merchandise or really about anything, you're the person that they need to email, correct? Correct. All right. What's that email address that they can get a hold of you again?
1: The email is orders at synapse films.com.
3: How have the orders and the shipping been going? Everything been going according to plan?
1: Everything's good. Steady as she goes. Steady as steady. she
3: goes. <laughs> right. So uh, so it's working out. You guys pretty much are shipping by hand yourselves at this point right now, at least for the time being. And that's been you've been able to kind of keep up with that then?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's going well. Um we're getting a lot of, I'm sure, last minute gifts for the holidays as we approach We're approaching our last day of business, which is this Friday for us. And we are, quote unquote, we are out of the office for two weeks.
3: So we did talk about the keep your eye on the website. So uh, let's see new pins coming out. How about new shirt designs? Do you have any, you don't have to tell me exactly what the plans are, but are there plans to have a couple new or a couple new or at least one or two shirt designs over the next year?
1: Yes, they will be dropped similar to how the pins will be dropped one at a time on our website and on our socials and will be announced on here. So everyone will know when, they'll, when they're when they on the website.
3: Excellent. So I am looking forward to 2023. Not only the movies that are mysteriously going to be put out that I don't know what titles or anything, but not only am I looking forward to what surprises uh, that may bring with the uh, the new titles coming out but also with the merchandise so everybody keep your eyes peeled onto the website and keep listening to the podcast because i'm sure we will talk about all the cool things coming out via merchandise from synapse so you have a good new year and looking forward to seeing you and having some fun and doing some more podcasting here in 2023
1: happy new year to you tim and happy new year to everyone listening thank you again for listening to our podcast this year we really appreciate the support
3: well thanks for taking the time we'll talk to you next time
1: okay goodbye
3: thank you for taking the time once again noah and now we have our returning guest mr ryan rock and rollson real quick warning before we get started there are major spoilers as ryan and i talk about tenebrae if you have not seen tenebrae yet you may want to wait to listen to the rest of this podcast until you've seen it major spoilers ahead I'd like to welcome back ryan rock and ryan olson how are you ryan all right, man. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Not too bad. So uh, everyone should remember Ryan. Ryan is a, let's see, part of the road crew at Synapse. I'm more of road support, I'd say. I wouldn't really call myself crew. I, I, I'm there. I help man the table sometimes, but I'm, I'm no salesman like yourself or Sean or someone like that. <laughs> uh, but also, Ryan, uh, just to remind everyone, you also run the fan group page. Uh, for Synapse and Impulse on Facebook, correct? Yes. Yeah. What is the full official name of that so people listening can maybe go and uh, follow that if they haven't already? The Synapse Films and Impulse Pictures fan group. This is kind of a year-end show that we're doing too. So I, okay. I pretty much was like, uh, this is basically what I wrote down is uh, I think Ryan has had a pretty interesting twenty twenty-two. No. <laughs> well, yeah, a little, a little bit. <laughs> so, you and your lovely wife, Jen, got married this year. Also, part of the road crew and also a guest on this show. We talked about Suspirio with Jen, and we're going to yep. talk to her again at some point, too. I still need to get her story on how you guys met. I'm thinking it's going to it's gonna be a different point of view, Ryan. That's what I'm telling you. Oh,
0: yeah, okay.
3: You think she's going to say, oh, he walked into the room and he was the most beautiful thing with his flowing hair and his, oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know that flowing hair I got going on. All right. And animal magnetism. <laughs> you know, so, but once again, as always, congratulations on your first year of uh, – of marital
0: or of marital, I should say, bliss. Well, we're—it's crazy how fast it's gone by. I mean, it's already—you know—March is a lot closer than you know. A year is a lot closer now than it was. Right,
3: right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, are you ready to get back to your full convention schedule, helping out the Synapse table, though?
0: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we we uh, were in Norway for our honeymoon, so we missed uh, Flashback. But, uh, and I usually do uh, uh, Astronomicon too, but uh, we ended up not doing it this year. Uh, Just, you know, just things didn't work out, whatever. It was no big deal with that. We missed, we definitely missed it though, you know, so. Right. Uh, We're going to talk about
3: the uh, newish, the recent, let's say, uh, release from Synapse uh, in conjunction with Arrow. Let's give Arrow some kudos for this, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to those guys. Yes, yes. Uh, Tenebrae, the Dario Argento 1982 uh, giallo masterpiece, if you will. Um, yeah. Let me tell you something. Right, I always like to do this when we start talking about a movie because I know we both probably watch a little bit of South Park, but if I get member berries going where I have a real nostalgic... Uh, connection to things. It's always when I've watched movies, I loved the first time and what era that was in and what was going on. It's, it's a real like marker for me in my life. And I always mm-hmm. like to ask people, what was your introduction to Tenebrae? What, what did you, when did you first see it and how did you react to
0: it? Well, I mean, for me with Tenebrae, I was a uh, later to the game when it comes to this one. um, yeah, it was in the early 2000s. It was definitely, like, at the tail end of the VHS. like Because I know they were doing those... Uh, they did those run of uh, VHS tapes where they were in, like, clamshell, hard box. Mm-hmm. They were, like, plastic cases and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. They're really cool additions. I know that, you know, DVD was starting to take over, and they were doing that, and I had not quite made the jump fully to DVD yet myself. You know, Dave, obviously, you know, our... uh our uh, the liquid cheese, our buddy that also works at the tables, Dave he had a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. yes, on disc. And you know, I'd be hanging out with him and he was showing me stuff, and mm-hmm. that's where I saw Tenebrae. was with that, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, Holy cow! I mean, I know people love to always talk about Suspiria and how awesome that is, and all due respect to it, and it deserves that. It is definitely, you know, a masterful film, but I don't know, something about Tenebrae for me, so I. Really love that one. I mean, it's just everything about it is so awesome.
3: <laughs> I saw it for the first time. Uh, I know as VHS when it was under the title Unsane. Okay. And, uh, and, but I will say one thing, like just because I might've saw it before you, I saw insane. I didn't see Tenebrae, you know? So it was, right. it was edited. I didn't get the full oomph. It's like seeing creepers before you see, you know, phenomena.
0: Exactly. Well, that's how it was. Cause I saw creepers first and I had no idea that it was, there was, it was technically a whole another movie. You know what I mean? Right. You
3: know, the thing is with, with Tenebra too. And what's funny about it is that it's one that I don't watch a lot. You, know, you tend to go back to our Geno films, and he has such a wide variety, over spanning over a pretty good amount of time, you know, with really good films. And it's not one I hit a lot, and I don't know why, because every time I watch it, I'm reminding how... I think it's, it's so wonderful. It's such a great movie. And I find it, at times, like, has an oddly American slasher feel, or like a flavor to it. Like, just in moments, it feels... Like way more linear, way more, I don't know if westernized is maybe the right word, but it's almost surprising how it just feels like a little different. It feels like it's something that is much more linear, much more easy to follow, uh, much more straightforward, and yet it still has all those trappings and outrageous tropes, like the ending, uh, that, that the Gialli films have.
0: And that's something that I think is uh, is interesting, and I you know I've seen it a bunch of times, but it was something that I really noticed when I just watched it recently, and I don't know why, but it really clicked with me that I was like, of most of his movies, this is one of the few that actually does tie everything up and make sense, and there's really not too many things where you're like well, this doesn't really make sense. It's kind of wild and, you know, out there and it's not, you know, the one thing that's like you could say would be kind of like a a goofy Italian thing is, you know, when Peter Neal has the, he gets hit over here, he, he, so you see that he got hit over the head with the rock, right, you know, right. when the kid comes and finds him and then he's got that thing on the back of his head and he's walking around and he's at the scene of the crime at the guy's house after he's killed and they're, you know, the cops talking to him, and he goes, hey, what's that on the back of your head? What's what's going on? And he goes... He's like, oh, I' been beating my brains in trying to solve this case, and he just, oh, okay, <laughs> keeps going. They don't think anything else of it. Like, <laughs> dude, where did you get the? You know, that's kind of significant. How did you get? The, you know, the cop just blows. Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's nothing. No, move on. Let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs>
3: that's, that's some crack detective work there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the the motivations and the and the reveals are very Italian. They're very giallo. But the, but the way it's the way it's structured and there was points where I'm like gosh this almost feels like a, a, a Friday the 13th type slasher film at, at times you know where it's very straightforward and I know they're in more of a a they're not in a a forest setting but they almost feel some of the scenes are almost so isolated you kind of feel that way and it's 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 shot real straightforward and maybe that's just it. it it's is. pretty straightforward. And I think that even in some of the features, you know, Argeno has mentioned the fact that, you know, we did Suspiria. It was it was like a a vomit of colors. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was just like, every it was loud as hell. And this one was very subdued. And maybe that's yeah. another good word, how the insanity is subdued, but it's almost like it's just, it's under the surface and the movie's holding the insanity down in a way. Whereas in a lot of the other Giallo, there, it's the insanity seems to be like celebrated and thrown around your face.
0: Well, he did say that uh, they kind of, I mean, like with the color palette and all that stuff, how they explicitly wanted to go in the opposite direction of Suspiria and Inferno. He wanted it to be very cold and, you know, like almost like black and white. And they were like really focused, him and Tavoli on you know, the colors and everything had to be exactly perfect. Like they talked to even down to like the stuff people were wearing and all different things. He wanted it to be very harsh and cold and like grim and like barren feeling with it, which is why it's interesting because of, you know, the choices of it. He's like, we, Tavoli even talks about how they lit everything super bright. He wanted to, even the night scenes are lit so brightly. He didn't want there to be too much shadows and too much things for that. There was places for people to hide and this and that. And they really tried to make it very stark. And exactly. that definitely is there. You can really see that. I mean, I think going back to what you were saying about how it's straightforward and more of almost like a slasher. I mean, I'm a big fan of slasher movies myself. So I think maybe that's part of what draws me to it so much is that I like that because especially when it comes to the kills they're so spectacular I mean it's you know <laughs> right right the arm chopping scene being one of the you know <laughs> yeah. the, the, the coup de Gras of that which I mean they even you know even saw in the French film inside how they kind of recreated that right you know there there was they, they did a, a sequence that was kind of inspired by that I mean it's not exactly the same but you mm-hmm. when I saw it I was like oh there's tenebrae right, right. you know <laughs> it was totally like that but it was great and done well in both things But it's just, you know, that having that cold, very expressionless kind of color palette that he used, when you see that sequence, it's so vibrant. And like, there's the one shot I noticed too when uh, the Daria Nicolodi character, she's going to get in her car, and it's like the car is so red. It's like, oh man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like, and then you see, you know, Jane going by in her blue car, and the blue is almost not really there. It's like blue, but it's not like jumping out at you in the same vibrancy as how the red is of Darius Carr.
3: Yeah. And I think that, I think that, um, like, um, I like the, the first, let's say, no, especially the first, like two to four, like, you know, Friday the third, we talked probably about this before Friday the 13th films. I always felt like the first Friday the 13th film was a straight giallo movie. It was an American giallo movie. I mean to yeah. me like that, that's exactly what the rest of them are very americanized feral deformed killer in the woods which to me is always fun the hulking deformed brute who's living oh, out in the yeah. woods killing animals and eating th- you know I love that yeah, yeah. trapping of those films but the first one to me and and to be frank with you I don't even like the first friday the 13th very much but I'm fascinated by it because I really do think that it was it was it was a giallo movie and yeah. I think that like movies like like Tenebrain are just as much an American slasher film as as they are a, a, a giallo film too. And the one thing about the movie that keeps it giallo though is the the reveal and the uh, and the the motivation because you're like you almost get confused at the end. Which is another trope of Jello movies, like, not knowing what the hell's going on. Um, And the fact
0: that they throw in two killers, too, though. I mean, it's not just Peter Neal. You also have, you know, the... I I forget the guy's name off the top of my head.
3: John Steiner.
0: Yeah, the John Steiner, the actor. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that he's the killer. He's the one that, you know... Because, obviously, you know, some of the murders start happening before... Peter Neal even gets off the airplane and all that stuff too. So you're like sitting there like, okay, well, if he's ultimately the killer, but I mean, they reveal obviously that, you know, John Steiner was the one that was doing, st- perpetrating the murders beforehand. And then once he f- figured it out, he was going to be like, you know, oh, well this could work to my advantage here to do all this other stuff. And, right. you know, <laughs> cause you kind of get those other things that all of a sudden pop up that, oh, you know, John Saxon and the Jane character they are they got something going on and it's kind of, you know, there's all these other little things that are, uh, throw in there that it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, but it, the way it comes together to me It makes sense and it flows and it's like oh okay you know it it seems like it's not quite as wild and out there like you said as some of the other Jalo movies are. I mean it definitely does feel more coherent and linear and complete and just than other ones. One
3: thing to me that really ties it to the not just the Black Gloves, of course, but the one that really ties it though is the really bizarre like really motivation (laughs) that there's like. Well, Woo boy yeah. didn't take much to throw you over the edge, did it? You know, uh, <laughs> type of thing. Of course we're of course like we're not being spoon fed. This person clearly is also insane. They don't need much of a motivation to do these yeah. things. And John Steiner just in general is not known for not being an eccentric actor or performer to begin with, too, so that's a good start. <laughs> you know, I think almost like it would have been easier to, to comprehend a little bit had you known right when the John Steiner character leaves the picture at that moment. If you would have known who swung that ax and then figured it out, it would have been a different kind of film. You kind of know because there's only one possibility, (laughs) like who swings that ax, you know, Adam, but then to have that at the very end, you're like, what did he just say? (laughs) You know, wait, what? What? And that to me, I'm not criticizing as much as that's the laugh moment. Where I remind myself, ah yes, this still is a Giallo movie. But the thing yeah. that's
0: that that keeps it interesting to me is that it's like, okay, you can see how the John Steiner character would be crazy and that his whole motivation was trying to get rid of the aberrations, the aberrant, you know, people. And the, you know, it was always his motivation was always going after the aberrant people. I mean, he even has that conversation with Peter Neal, where he sits there and he talks about that. They have that little exchange before they do that interview. But the thing that kind of makes it, you know, throws you off a little bit too, though, is that Peter's the focus of the whole thing. Like, you know, they don't really give you stuff with him to kind of make you think. Well, could he really be the one doing this? Like, you know, because he he is like the protagonist through the whole thing, literally right up until almost the reveal, where all of a sudden it's like, oh. You watch it with different eyes after you've seen it the first time. But the first time that you're watching it, you're just thinking about whole well, what's going on? You know, how is this dude gonna solve this and get out of it and you know all this and that? And then, you know, it comes to turn out that well <laughs> he also had his own dark side and and crazy uh streak to himself too that it's like you know he's right. like okay well this dude's already kind of opened up this can of worms here how can i twist it around to you know and use it to my advantage
3: <laughs> right and i have so much space between viewings of this movie that i always remember the end but i never really it's it's always a john steiner part that always kind of throws me off that's that's the insanity of this movie that's right you know <laughs> I'm always like oh yeah, yeah that's right because i'm sitting there going wait a minute like he wasn't even in the country And then so sometimes I'm like, what was that? What was that little twist thing? And then they show him, oh, that's right, that's right. And then you see John Steiner, you know, he ain't just there for window dressing. You know, they're gonna have him. There's gonna be something going on, you know. Uh, But what was your first? What was your first reaction to the film, as best as you can recollect? Because you you've said this is what your favorite Argento film.
0: Well, for a long time, opera was way up there too. I mean, it. My top three is. Tenebrae, Phenomena and Opera. Those are my 3 favorite ones. So
3: how did you react to it the first time? If you already had a couple favorite Argento movies you loved and then all of a sudden you experienced Tenebrae, what was that like? I mean, if it's your favorite, it had to have been a huge a huge impact on you.
0: I really liked it a lot. I mean, I cu- I couldn't say that it was like instantly my favorite. It kind of grew to be my favorite more over time. Okay. Where it was like You know, it was always in the conversation, and it was kind of one of those where, like you said, you went a little bit without watching it, and then it was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about how much, you know, I really, really and like it. And, you know, honestly, I hadn't really ever sat down and, like, put, you know, top lists together or things like that, and just one time, I think somebody asked me about it, and it was like, oh, you know, really, I think that one's my favorite one, and it's kind of stayed there as being my favorite I just really like everything about it. I think it's just, you know, I like that John Saxon's in there as such a little quirky, weird, oddball character because even though it's like John Saxon, he just he takes those little like a minor role like that and gives it so much gravitas that normally it wouldn't have. I mean, just having the goofy stuff where they they have that little uh exchange where he's got his hat on and he's all like, well aren't you afraid of it falling off and he's kind of got that (laughs) like shaking his head around you know and when you talk about wild moments that don't make sense again like we talked about earlier with the whole head you know the wound thing and the cops just like yeah whatever after he gives him a, a a stupid you know a pretty much very dismissive like response right the other thing too is that when the john saxon character gets murdered it's like the fact that it happens in broad daylight in a very public place with all these people around, yet nobody magically sees right. who comes up and stabs and you know multiple times, <laughs> yeah. nobody sees it right. until he's on the ground laying there, and then he's like gone, and they're like, "Oh, dang, too bad." <laughs> I mean, that's like you know a quintessential like something you'd see from a movie like that because mm-hmm. it's like, how the heck? Did all these people around you know and nobody saw somebody walk up and stick them <laughs> I mean it's broad daylight in a very public like lots of people area and I know there's the art of minding your own business but come
3: on <laughs> <laughs> right, right right you know I think I think one thing that that maybe dawned on me and, and this is happening more and more as I'm getting older because as I'm getting older so are the films obviously yeah but there's they're stuck in time. And I at least have an opportunity for personal growth, even if I don't take advantage of it very oh, yeah. often. But but w- what's really fascinating to me sometimes is some of the movies I've loved that even in my opinion, I have to admit, haven't aged very well. This movie, yeah. to me, it, it, it has, has aged incredibly well, especially for an Argento movie. Because yeah. they become more personal to you because – they don't always age awesome, but there's enough artistic flair in these to always have something to come back to and get something out of. This movie is yeah. different. This movie has legitimately aged super, super well. I think part of it might be what we're kind of talking about. There isn't an overabundance of those, what the fuck, Italian moments. Like the one I'm thinking of is when there's the like the, the crazy street guy, That comes out of nowhere, Hey, hey, what are you doing here? That's an Italian moment. There you
0: go. That you could throw that in there as a crazy Italian moment because it's like, well, it's like is that just an everyday thing for women walking home? (laughs) Oh, here's this crazy homeless dude, lecherous old You know, freak reaching out of the thing trying to come after me and tackle (laughs) me. I kick him in the nuts and then I just keep on going. And (laughs) I finally get in my house, and you know, this lecherous dude all of a sudden shows up at the window and he's, she's on the phone with her, with the neighbor or whatever. Not on the phone, but she, you know, it's like she doesn't call the cops. She doesn't like, you know, she's not freaked out about it. She's not like, you know, whatever. It's just like, ah, it happens all the time. You <laughs> right. know, there's always these old <laughs> lecherous homeless dudes <laughs> constantly molesting me on my way home. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the neighbor person's like, Hey, you okay? Yeah, it's okay. Ah, it's just old crazy Hank. And you know, the, you know, that lecherous dude, I right. oh, yeah, just a homeless. guy. No big deal. <laughs> I'm not even going to call the cops. I'm not, a, I'm not bothered.
3: <laughs> right. in like this really nice area with this, with this, like out of nowhere, like 18 foot long section of broken down wooden fence for him to hide behind you know. conveniently to stick his face through. I mean yeah, there but but a lot of a lot of the argento stuff just kind of like it just it's just out there in your face. It's like, "Oh my god, that's a moment you can forget easily." It's just in yeah. there almost yeah. because he can't yeah. help himself. He's got to put something kind of cr- crazy and weird in there, but but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't dominate the film as much as those moments normally do.
0: No, no, it doesn't. Something else that you could kind of take from that whole aging thing that you're talking about is the setting and the way it was. I mean, our general even kind of, if I remember correctly, he, he's commented saying something about how he wanted it to be almost like sometime in a future where pe- there's not as many people around. And like, you know, the time of uh, it it doesn't seem like it's locked to a certain time period so to speak you know, I and mean, even the way the outfits are with some of them and you know just some of the the stuff it's not like you look at it and you go oh well that's definitely uh this type of movie or it's a 70s or a 60s or you know it looks like it was you know a period piece so to speak it almost kind of like I mean yeah sure the cars. Yeah, uh, you know, by today's standards don't look like what cars like today look and you don't see cell phones and all that stuff. But at the same time though, like you have the weird like, you know, kind of futuristic style looking buildings and stuff that he focuses on in there. I mean, mm-hmm. especially again, you go back to that tracking shot where they go through the the building where the two ladies live and it's like, you know, this let's just have this long single take tracking shot going around so you can play the badass music which you know that's one of the things that i really love about it too is the music is so great right i mean as much as you know suspiria is such a tour de force in terms of music and sound and experience it's like you get you'll never you don't get that main theme from tenebrae out of your head easily i mean it's like you watch and you're walking around for days afterwards doing the you know, the, you know it's like <laughs> right, right, it, right. and it works so well in conjunction with the film but it also is great as a standalone piece too you right, know right
3: you know that tracking shot the it basically starts on one side of the house and goes over the house and then around i mean it's it's not, it's almost like it's it's tracking on a <laughs> on some sort of uh, of a roller coaster in a way, like over a house in a, in a slower kind of motion. But even when I saw that as a, as a kid, when I saw I was fairly young the first time I saw it, and it stuck out to me. I knew that was something different. I knew that was something special, and I was not very wise in the ways of filmmaking whatsoever at that point yet, but that even stuck out to me as that. That's a great moment, and that's that's one of the strengths that Argeno always had, was that no matter if the movie was your favorite or not, there were always moments or parts or scenes that you weren't going to forget that were going to stick out. And that one was cool. It's a little self-serving in a way. It's almost like I can see a couple of the crew guys looking at them side-eyed. I'm going, you want me to what? What do you want me to do now? Why? Yeah. You know, well, and I can and it's see not how just our doing. Geno Tavoli
0: yeah. also was kind of feeding that man that mania too, doing stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm, he's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's, you know, you had those two guys kind of probably feeding off of each other and pumping each other up and really like, you know, going for it, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, let's let's
3: turn a little bit to the actual release. I think we've pretty much. I think people listening probably know we enjoy this film. It's a little different, I think, for our Geno, and I think it's a, it's appreciatively. Uh, different yeah but let's turn to the actual release it's time to do the old proverbial let's toot our own horn a little bit now ryan and (laughs) i are not two people at synapse that have one damn thing to do with the actual release of this film so we're not tooting our our horn in that respect but our you know we are going to say yes we release and yes it is a even in our opinion as collectors because ryan and i also will have no problem saying that we buy from everybody because we love movies, oh, yeah. right? Oh, we yeah. love the movies, you know, and let's be honest. There are some releases that are better than others and not. Yeah. And to me, this 4K release in conjunction, once again, let's give a little kudos to Arrow. I think this film looks incredible. Now, are you 4K yeah.
0: equipped yet? We recently upgraded our Xbox to the S Series so we do have the 4K capability now. Now, we don't have the TV and all the other stuff like that, but But you got the uh, player. So you're no longer savages. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We we do have the 4K capability and and it's interesting because even the cables that come with it, the super speed cables when you plug those in, you definitely can tell a bit of a difference. I sure. mean, it's not like super significant, yeah. but it definitely you can see that things do look a little bit better than even what they did before.
3: You know. Now that I know you're not a savage, and you <laughs> you guys do had the 4K. So, what are your thoughts on the on the scan and the you know the, the transfer and everything, and the work done on it?
0: It's obviously the best it's ever looked. I mean, I've you know I, I have had the. I mean, I didn't have the original VHS, but. I've had the the Clam one and then the DVD and, you know, the the Steelbook Blu-ray that uh, Synapse had put out some years back. Right. I had that, and obviously it's just been a progression of, you know, better and better and better each time. And, I mean, this new one, you know, I know it's it's really cool because especially with Argeno's stuff, he has so much, like, there's so many textural qualities in a lot of the, the locations and things that he works on that... You just notice things and it's like, wow, you know, like uh inside of Pete's apartment, the you know, the door, the and the wall that's there and like all the weird like texture of it that's just like to see that stuff and you really notice it like you didn't before, or like noticing how brilliantly vibrantly red Daria Nicolotti's car is. Like I didn't notice that before like how it really jumps off the screen at you i mean you know obviously the blood does and stuff like that especially during the you know the fountain court right, scene right. It, but it's like other little stuff like that that you just don't really notice but then you do it's like just really interesting to see how much that really like comes to the fore and it's almost like seeing it again for the first time you know right i mean when they did suspiria it was like I mean, I've seen that movie a ton, and there was stuff that I heard, especially, and just noticed that, like, it was again, like seeing it for the first time. It was mind blowing. And I I think all of these have been really, really great. I mean, they did such a fantastic job with Phenomena and, you know, with uh, Tenebrae. I was always holding out hope that uh, Opera might eventually somehow come to be one of them, but it doesn't sound like that will be the case, which. It's just my own personal thing, because to me, you know, when it comes to transfers, there is one king of them all, and, you know, that's Don. So it's like, (laughs) that's just me selfishly wishing that he would get his mitts on that one. There's a few movies (laughs) I wish he would get his
3: mitts on, especially ones that haven't even come out on Blu-ray DVD yet. I wish somebody would get their hands on, especially Dominic. Yeah, I mean,
0: somebody confident (laughs) Blu-ray The current blue ray of Opera that's out there is good. Is really good too, but it's just you know, it's just right. like I said, me just being a sure
3: uh, a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, I think I think I agree too. Because what's really cool about these movies is just that that level of detail that's coming out that you know is there on purpose, and that that's always yeah. suffered on a, on a home video formats because you know let's let's face it, the the, the as time goes on, the detail becomes more apparent. And all of these yeah. things, I think we're almost to the point where, I'm gonna, it's going to be like X-ray
0: vision. We're going to, you know, I don't know, yeah. I'm sure
3: how much, how much more clear it's, it can.
0: It I can just be. wonder when they're going to, how much more you can get. It just uh, feels like eventually there's got to be an end game to a point where it's like, okay, you've you can't do any more with it you I, know? unless
3: your holograms and look perfect and it feels like you're in the room and i don't know i'm not even gonna <laughs> not even gonna even think about which that, not even
0: sure if i'd want to do that no no
3: no 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 i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm too fragile no <laughs> but uh i am not and i think we've talked about this before and i've said it on the show i am not someone who's that into packaging and all that kind of stuff but it's a big thing in the physical media world and i think that this movie as well tenebrae. this release is some pretty serious packaging clearly this is like an aero style packaging if you know what i yes. mean like every every company has like 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 kind of like their own sort of packaging scheme And this clearly, Mm -hmm. as again, as we've been saying the whole time, you know, was it was released in conjunction with Arrow, but part of the Arrow thing for sure is definitely the packaging on it and the book that comes with it and everything.
0: And I'm somebody like with that is. On the opposite for you, where it's like, I mean, I obviously the movie's number one most important. That is above and beyond all things. That's why, so no matter what, if it's something I really want, I don't care if there's nothing on it, I'm buying the disc if it's a movie I really love. But when I can get something as lavishly and amazingly packaged as the way this Tenebrae releases, as how the phenomena releases that, uh, Arrow and Synapse put out together that to me makes it so much easier to plunk down my hard-earned clams you know because it's like you get a badass booklet in there you get the the poster sometimes they do like you know the recreation of the lobby cards like there is some of those in this stuff and i mean if you get the soundtrack cd or things like that it's like i love that stuff to me that makes it all the more worth it to you know, when you take, like, the original art and other, like, alternate versions of it or whatever, like, on this release, I, I was the nerd, because I really love the original art for the Tenebrae uh, poster, mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I know that we, Synapse did the two, we did the two versions, the the uh, new art and then the original, but I had to have the original, because that's always been one <laughs> right. of my favorites, right. you know, so I was nerdy with that, but it's like, I love that, I, I it, it just to me adds to making it worth, you know, okay, I'm going to get it because you get all this extra stuff with it. I mean, especially for something like Tana Bray where I've owned it in so many different formats and versions already. It's kind of like, okay, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, what's the impetus and inspiration for me to, spring for you know version number 5 or you know right. whatever <laughs> right 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 my whole thing is that
3: i'm really cool with it as long as the pretty packaging and everything that the, and i know no no it takes a lot of time and work to do that by the way i'm not dismissing it i'm just saying me personally i'm not it's not it's not it's something i gravitate toward as much but i will say one thing as long as the the scan and the you know and the and the transfer and the in the quality of what's on the disc matches the quality of the packaging. I'm okay. I do I will tell you I got some I got some movies with some pretty fancy packaging and the <laughs> some pretty piss poor t- transfers on the disc where I'm like, "I <laughs> don't uh, keep the packaging, I want to see the movie better than this, what is this? Well, it agreed, does, uh, yeah. but that's
0: nothing that we usually need to fear when you're getting something from an Arrow or a... Oh, Zimax no, I, or, absolutely, you know, and that's that kind of my point. Kind of yeah. So that, right. That's where, like, for me, it comes down to things like, like that, because I already know the movie's going to look amazing, and let's be honest, I mean, as incredible as this UHD version looks, is it like looking at the VHS compared to the DVD in terms of difference in quality from the Blu-ray to the, to the UHD. I mean, the difference it's noticeable, but it's It's more subtle. it's more subtle. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and I'm not saying that as a knock because it isn't. I mean, it's worth it. Especially if you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, especially the difference between if you get a top, knot, like, so you say a 4k scan, you put on a Blu-ray and then you put the, the UHD, uh, Out if you put those two side by side, you're definitely gonna see the difference, especially if you have the TV and all the gadgets and the and all that stuff, but it's not as drastic in between the two as it would be in pre in older like you know generations of physical media, where it was a much bigger revelation with some of that stuff. Now, I mean, again, that said, I mean, when you look at something like Suspiria, which is you know, quite possibly the absolute best restoration that's ever been done ever by anyone. I mean, that is, uh, you know, it makes a big argument for going for getting the ultimate version of it that you possibly can, you know, but that's where, for me, it comes down to, you know, it's kind of like gets to the point where it's like, okay, what else comes with it? I mean, you're getting that too. And that is a cool step up, but, you know, throwing all that other stuff on there just to me kind of sweetens the pot. It makes like, all right, I'm getting this really cool book that's got, you know, all this stuff in there. It's a really, you know, neat thing. And I mean, you get the killer extras on there, like that documentary on the Rise and Fall of Giallo films. I mean, that was great. That's great. It's like yeah. that kind of stuff becomes selling points for some guys like ourselves that already have bought this re- this release how many different times. Right. So it's like, you know, okay. What's what's it gonna be that's gonna you know get me to go? Okay, I'm gonna go back to the well again. Right. Well, this is definitely it's packed full of extras.
3: It's the packaging is definitely top notch. There's booklets, everything, yeah. poster, yeah, you name phenomenal. it. I mean, you, you, it's the kitchen sink release of this yeah. movie for what? And I think they uh, Don Jerry Arrow, everybody involved in this did a really good job, and they really worked together well as two collectors too i mean arrow and synapse together just even if we didn't work with their or with uh, uh you know synapse oh yeah uh, i mean I, I i could tell you it was like yeah i probably trust a release from that anyway but the the, yeah. the 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 product the end result of what's coming out of that i'm pretty excited about it's pretty cool and it benefits all of us as movie fans so i'm glad and proud For to sure. be a part of it and it's it's cool release yeah, and i'm glad an we honor. did this movie because. I'm glad I went back and watched it. Me and Angie watched it, and uh, she's more yeah. of the. She kind of sits idly by, and she does enjoy these movies. But I kind of drive the ship when it comes to it, and I'm like, man, we yeah. need to pull this one out more often because I, I really had fun yeah. watching it. It was good, and it was yeah, it was everything,
0: you know. So so well, very very good. And to me, it's and to me, it's a definitive release. I Absolutely. mean, this is you know about as definitive as you're possibly going to get. I mean, I'm sure you know when the, when 8K or if the, any of that stuff exists or ever becomes a reality or whatever comes around, we can probably be singing a different tune in however many years. But yeah. as far as right now goes, I mean, you're not going to get, it's not going to get any better than that. I mean, it, you know, this version is definitely definitive. I mean, it's got the best looking and sounding version of the movie you're going to get. And you got, you know, an awesome array of extras and all the stuff that comes with it and the packaging and all that. I mean, it's, if you're a fan of it, like, you know, this this, it, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> right. Let's not
3: forget, you got it, You got the different cuts of the movie, too, which is cool. The only problem I ever have with that is trying to decide what cut to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've only yeah. really got
0: well, a
2: little
3: and, bit I mean, of
0: time. What do I watch? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not quite as, I mean, this version, obviously, it's different. You know, there is the differences with that. It's not quite as wide-ranging as, like, say, Phenomenal. Oh, right. Literally, yeah. you know, the three different cuts are pretty significantly different on right. a lot of that stuff, you know, and maybe this isn't quite as much. So I can't say how often I may watch unsane, but you know, it's cool to have it just because if you ever go, you know, I think I want to check out the different thing. Why not?
3: <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Well, Ryan, thank you very much. Uh Taking some time and talking about Tenebrae. We're going to have you, I'm going to start, you know, I, I tagged you with the Ryan rock and Rolson, I'm also I also have a little nickname, Regular Ryan, because I think we're going to have you on a little bit more regular talking about some of these movies. Now, Regular Ryan isn't quite as much as fun as Ryan Rock and Rollson, and quite frankly, it could it could kind of be something I could snicker at calling you Regular Ryan. But at at our age, I might want to be a Regular Ryan. You know, it sounds kind of (laughs) enticing to me, so I like it. You know. So anyway. Oh boy. All right. Well, Rock and Rollson. Again, thank you so much for sitting down and talking some Tenebrae, and I think both of us can agree that this is a very good release. If you purchase it, you will not be wasting your money.
0: Well, and i just also like to say real quick, if I may, that uh, I really appreciate uh, you having me on and us getting to talk, because I feel like uh have a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, we're cool buds outside of all this stuff, too, but it just, you know, <laughs> We have a good time, and it's fun talking movies with you, and you know, getting nerdy and doing all that. So, appreciate you having me on there. Thanks, I really uh, enjoy it. Well, it's a pleasure.
3: <laughs> Likewise, and uh, we're gonna do skin real soon. I'm looking forward to actually physically hanging out with you and your lovely wife, with me and my lovely wife once again at these conventions yes. coming up this year. So, we'll be talking about those and some shows coming up, though, or some episodes, I should say, coming up. I am sure. So, all right, Ryan. Uh, We're going to let you go for today, but we will probably, I would think next time, we will be talking to you again. And until then, uh, you and Jen and your family have a spectacular
0: new year and good holiday season. Hey, man, same to you and yours as well. Cheers. Have a great one. Once again,
3: Ryan, thank you for taking your time discussing Tenebrae with us. We will be speaking with you very soon. And also, I would like to thank every one of you who have listened to this podcast, even an episode or two. It's much appreciated. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy bringing it to all of you. Remember to go to SynapseFilms.com to keep up to date with everything being announced. And also remember, sign up for that newsletter because you will be the first to know when there are any news or announcements from us here at Synapse Films. And remember, if you have any questions or comments regarding the podcast or any comments or questions you would like me to forward along to Don or Jerry or Noah or even a question to myself, you can email me at Tim at SynapseFilms.com. Tim at SynapseFilms.com. It was an honor and a pleasure to be your tour guide on this journey into all things Synapse Films. Until we meet again, be safe, be good to each other, and be right back here next time for the next episode of the Synapse Films Podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. We couldn't be here without you, the fans. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for your continuing support of Synapse Films. I'm tired of being upset, always worse if I never again.